Hey everybody, this is Griffin. Real quick, before we get into this episode, I wanted to give you a heads up that the audio is not amazing. This is our live show from uh, Tacoma, and uh, the the levels were a little bit too hot, and it, it, it's a little bit blown out because of that. Uh, it's still totally listenable, but it's not really up to up to snuff, and I am very sorry about that. Uh, I, I hope you enjoy it regardless. We still really wanted to put it out because this is our Candle Nights episode, and it was a lot of fun to record, and uh, we, we wanted you to hear it anyway. But I wanted to give you a heads up that, yeah, the, the levels aren't super, super great. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back next week, though. If you haven't heard, we're going to be uh, trying to go weekly starting in January with the rest of the experimental arcs, and... Uh, I'm going to be running the next one, and I'm really excited for you to hear it. So the next one, the next episode you hear is going to be our setup episode for for my next arc, and that is going to go up on Thursday, January 4th. Uh, So go ahead and listen to our Candle Nights adventure, and uh, I'll be back with the commercial break here in a bit. So I've got a poem that I wrote to walk us into the adventure tonight. Uh, and if you can go ahead and play the poem background music. There we go. <laughs> Twas the night before candle nights. And all through the land. Oh, that's a little loud. <laughs> what? And all through the land. Danger clawed upward with a dark, frozen hand. At the, in the depths of a dungeon at the edge of the world, a conflict was brewing, an adventure unfurled. If you could just bring the music down even more. <laughs> just like half that. Oh, there we go. In the hold known as Ice Keep, a voice within wails and echoes off mountains, through valleys and trails, and into New Fandolin, a town you'll recall, whose mayor became troubled by this sad caterwaul. So she called out for heroes in a media blitz for a mission, well-paying, with good benefits. So did heroes emerge and embark on the quest, and all ended in failure and their dark, endless rest. Save for one team of heroes, and you might know their names, Merle Magnus and Taco of Adventure Zone fame. They saved the world once and were financially stable, but when trouble arises, they're still willing and able to battle for glory in a worthwhile melee or find treasure for Taco to squirrel away. And so stand Trace Horny Boys before the Ice Keep to hunt down the crier and put it to sleep. If only they knew of the traps and the fights that awaited them all on this cold candle nights. Griffin, I didn't have a pen. Could you repeat that? So the three of you are standing before the entrance to Ice Keep, a frozen subterranean dungeon past the hills surrounding New Fandolin. The call to arms put out by the village's mayor attracted countless parties who sought to silence the voice in this dungeon, the uh, voice the three of you hear loud and clear calling from the depths. But none of those parties ever returned. 
Come so, on into my dungeon. Is that what it sounds like? No. No, it's it sounds like I like to party with my peeps, cruise and creep with three cars money on these crazy streets. Way too many of you were like, I yeah, get it. How do you know what that is? You're monsters. Justin has made us watch the intro to The Pest, the horrible movie, like 70 times today. In, hey. your, in your trademark hubris, the three of you assume that you might have better luck uh, at silencing this voice. And it's like a crying voice, like a deep, like, <laughs> but it's super loud and maybe scary. <laughs> The entrance is built into the side of a massive glacier a hundred yards or so ahead of you, but you can barely see it through the massive snowstorm that's been covering the land for weeks now. However, there are other shapes in the snow that stand before you and the entrance, shapes that you can not quite make out through the storm. Everybody roll a perception check for me. My die is flashing. That means, hey, folks, if you cheer for every 20 I roll tonight, that will probably be the last one. Um, I can see everything, Griffin. I can can. see individual snowflake shapes. Uh, Taco, you can clearly... I got a 16. Taco sees it the best. I got a 2. There's there's very cold, weird rain falling from the sky. Um, Taco, you can clear and uh, Magnus, but Taco, the best. Uh, you can clearly make out what these shapes in the snow are. You see razor-sharp icicles jutting out of the ground, stabbing ten feet upward into the sky, turning the snow field in front of you, between you and the entrance to Ice Keep, into something of a grisly scene, because impaled on a number of these uh, uh, icicles are skeletons, nearly frozen in the storm. <laughs> Their rotted adventuring gear still hanging off their lifeless form. Here's what I want you to picture. We all see that, and I just slowly reach to my belt and turn it to ice. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and so do I. You don't have a magic immunity belt. Uh, oh. Okay, Travis will take... Magnus will take half damage on ice attacks. Fuck. Uh... So that is the situation. There is a, a field of sharp icicles jutting out uh, 10 feet into the sky between you and the entrance to this, this glacier that you really still can't quite see. Let's hun- go! What do you do? Magnus rushes in. I mean, I, I, can I tell you at this point? I, a more mature adult, Travis, yeah. don't want to rush Yeah, in. sure, sure. But I've painted myself into a corner, fictionally Roll speaking. a dexterity saving throw for me. <sighs> That's 11. Plus 2, though. So third, Wait, saving throw? Uh, yeah. That's plus 2. That's a 13. Uh, yeah, an icicle, uh, as you take your first step into this snow field, uh, shoots out of the snow and uh, jabs you right through the shoulder. Uh, and you take... 22... Or 11 points of ice damage. I don't have a pin, so I'll just remember. No. Do we have a pin backstage, Sam? Do you, or, uh, yeah, Sam's. Oh, okay. Oh, Nobody God! else. Nobody else. Okay, okay. I want to say, I want to say, I want to okay, say. Okay, okay, okay. This is important PSA. Never throw things at people while they're performing on a stage. But that was the best fucking pin throw. It landed perfectly <laughs> yes. on the table. 
You didn't crit that. Stand up. Who threw that? Get them out of here. They threw some of the other performers on a stage. Okay. All right. So that's, no, uh, they're cool. No, they're, they're cool. It's fine. That was a joke. But Liza, no more throwing. But two <laughs> Hey, and security, where were you all on that one? I kind of expected this. I mean, it turned out fine. Clear and present danger. I want to see bodies flying. No. Uh, Okay, Magnus, you are impaled. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. There's apparently icicles and they're mad. Now, is he stuck there? Uh, I mean, you could probably break it. Break so it when off. he hit it, icicles fell down. It came up from the snow. Oh, cool! It's like a trap. Yeah, yeah, cool. And wait, so the only thing we have to do to avoid this trap is turn around and leave. It'd be a short show. These people wait a long time. I'm waiting for one of the oh, other two ah. of you to do something. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, use a, a little item I call the hole thrower and throw a hole into it. Into what? The ice. <laughs> There's like a you can't get past, right? The way you described it. No, 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 no. Let me, I've failed. Weave your tapestry again, there is sorcerer. A, there's a large field of snow, and there's icicles coming up out of it. It's not forming a barrier or anything. You can get past. It's just Magnus took one step into it, and an icicle Oh, cut. Am, when, it, when it impaled my shoulder, am I lifted off the ground? Am I kind of dangling? No, you're burly enough that it doesn't quite uh, raise you up. Okay so, <laughs> okay, so I'm still on my feet, and it's through the back, and Taco's like, so what's going on? What happens? Uh, okay, I'm going to cast... How far is it? Is there an inch? About 100 yards. Yeah, as you can see, there's, there's a door. You can barely make it out in the side of this glacier 100 yards ahead of you. Um, I am going to cast a spell <laughs> called, called Continual Flame. I'm going to cast Continual Flame on the tip of the Umbra Staff. Shit, and I'm going so that'll uh, make it into a flame, except it creates no heat and doesn't use oxygen. <laughs> okay, so I so I do that. I make a thing that looks like a fire, and then I and then I'm like, this gives me an idea. <laughs> Stupid. I cast Investiture of Flame. You I invest in some flame. Flames uh, surround me in a 30-foot radius for the spell's duration. That's really powerful to traverse a dumb trap, isn't it? No, I like it, because we've been on it for about 30 minutes now. <laughs> okay, so I cast Investiture of Flame. There's a 30-foot radius. Um, I, How are your boys doing? Are your boys... Uh, no, they're, with, they're in my bubble. Okay. And um, I think Magnus roll a dexterity saving throw to get in his bubble because you were I have definitely spell, no. I have spell shaping, so I would shape. I got a fifteen. Okay, dude, you're fine. You don't have spell shaping anymore. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. you I do have, have spell shaping. When you God, okay. When you spec as a transmutation wizard, you don't have spell shaping. That's an evocation wizard thing. Come on. <laughs> All right. So anyway, who can say for sure when this story takes place? A whir- Do you guys want to be level one? <laughs> a whirlwind no. of flame surrounds Taco and the other two. Uh, and-
and uh, reveals some dead grass below your feet as the snow melts away, uh, and it catches some of the uh, the any un- loose change. Uh, yeah, there's probably there's probably some change that's fallen out of the how much skeleton. exactly in gold? Not much, like seven gold. Count nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That'll get you a sandwich and a hot cocoa. But as soon as it touches these icicles, they also melt away, and so you are protected from uh, from any more icicles. I've Will you you solved my icicle puzzle. I Thank guess. you. I can't finish if you don't say it. Finish the puzzle. You monsters. Uh, okay, so we sprint towards the entrance. As you approach the entrance, the snowstorm picks up, and I'm assuming the spell has uh, died down by now, and you're not just going to be surrounded by flame for the whole episode. Uh, the snowstorm picks up, and it's biting at your face with these chilling winds. Burr. And you're, uh, you're standing before the doors leading into this glacier, and they are massive, 20-foot-high uh, double doors carved from oak, and they're surrounded by this enormous one-foot-deep metal archway covered in runes and emblems uh, uh, resembling snowflakes that just wraps around the whole double door. Um, everybody make a perception check again. I got an 18... It's a five on that one. Uh, 19 total. Two! <laughs> I swear to God, it's a two! Why would you lie about that? I don't know. To kind of one? To lean into the mythology a little bit. Magnus, you can't quite make it out exactly, but you can see faintly, just barely... Uh, through the storm, uh, a figure on top of this metal archway surrounding the door, like 20 feet up, and it seems like they're tinkering with something up there. Uh, and thanks to the snow, they have And despite the fact that you just wreathed yourself in flame, they haven't seen you yet. <laughs> hey! You yell, hey, and you hear a loud click from the top of the archway. What are you doing? And are you picking a lock? And then... Because uh, the, we want to go in, too. We, right? We can hear a voice. Can you hear a voice? Are you an elf? You can't see them, too. I can't? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. And uh, Who are you I, talking I, to? I would, Shut up, Merle! Okay, that's, that's what neither of your characters sound like. These people paid a lot of money to come see us. So if you hey! do... Oh, God. We're on that again. Uh, not again, still on. Magnus, yes. as you yell, hey, as you yell that, you hear a startled yelp come from up there, and suddenly the figure falls backwards off the archway. Oh, no, that was a two. Did not catch Tumbling them. down and down, and it's stopped in midair by three icicles that shoot upward, uh, impaling and killing them instantly. And you can see this figure now. It's a man, a, a very large man. Ooh. A very large man with a bushy white beard and a tummy like a bowl full of jelly. He's wearing a red suit and hat, and he's... You killed Santa! No, hold on. Fuck you. Is this the Santa Claus? And he's carrying a large bag made of canvas. And moments after he's impaled, that suit and hat and bag is all that's left of him as his body disappears. Fuck you, Griffin. My brother's a monster. <laughs> His body just disappears, leaving the clothes and bag crumpled in a heap at your feet. And on top of this pile, a golden scroll materializes out of the air 
with the words, read me, scrawled on the side in intricate letters. I turn to Merle. Uh, the letter opens up, actually, and a voice reads out loud. If you're reading this, it means that I have died. <laughs> Completely by accident and nobody's fault. <laughs> it means I have died. Hopefully not by your hands, because that would be very, very naughty. <laughs> a little joke. But I am dead, so like, bummer. My name is Santa Claus. And if you're reading this, then I've got news for you, pal. Now your name is Santa Claus. This mantle that I have upheld for decades has been passed down to you, just as it was passed down to me. It's a very important mantle, my new friend. Santa Claus is responsible for spreading the spirit of candle nights throughout the land by delivering toys and gifts to all the young people of the world. How big is this fucking scroll? It's pretty big. Turn over. During my time as Santa, I have delivered millions of presents to those innocent souls deserving of them. I might have even delivered some of you, some to you, friend, in your youth. But seeing as how I am now dead as disco, I think it's time to confess something. For several years now, I have neglected that sacred charge for one child in particular. And I have done so because that child dwells in the ice keep. A place I am very, very afraid of. <laughs> when reports reached me about the crying from Ice Keep, I knew that my dereliction of duty was the cause. And so I have decided to set right my terrible oversight and deliver a present to this sad and lonely child. But if you're reading this, I guess I didn't do a very good job. <laughs> I hope my death was quick and painless. It falls to you now, friend, to succeed where I have failed. Don my suit and my holiday bag of holding and venture within Ice Keep to deliver this fateful Candle Night's present. Now, I don't know what kind of youngster waits for you down there, nor do I have any idea what kind of gift that youngster will desire. The holiday bag of holding can produce any gift that its owner desires, so I'm hoping you'll be wise enough to figure it out once you get in there. It's imperative you don't abuse this power, though. That kind of goes against the reason for the season. Well, that's it, I guess. Time to get busy living or get busy dying. Looks like I'm stuck doing the latter. Ho, ho, ho. SC. And you know, that was a weirdly specific letter. Like, Wasn't it? Yeah. Is he, does this mean Santa Claus every time he leaves the house is recording a new death note? Like, <laughs> well, I was just getting some milk. Headed to Piggly Wiggly now. Hope I don't die. Anyway, <laughs> about to eat a big plate of chicken wings. Hope I don't choke to death. <laughs> Uh, Merle cast Ray's dead. There's no body. I knew you were going to do that. I made the body disappear. <laughs> you can fuck off, old man. <laughs> Shit. Always trying to destroy my plots. Also, that spell takes a day to cast. Okay. What else are we doing? There's a Santa suit. With I'm a- not putting it on. I'm not the Santa type. I think that goes to Merle. I'll put it on. Well, hold on. Taco, do you want to Is do Tim something? Allen here? God, Thankfully, I hope not. No. <laughs> Probably not. Taco, do you want to be Santa? I'm not a bear. 
All right, Merle. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, as you put on the Santa suit, Merle, a glowing enchantment surrounds you, and this light uh, glows around you brightly. And as it fades, you realize that the suit has been tailored to fit you perfectly. Uh, and you also notice that your beard, this sort of uh, a gray, scraggly beard with probably some twigs and leaves and other... And like shit. And shit. <laughs> Uh, it's actually now this huge, bushy, white beard that has appeared on your face. (laughs) beard! Uh, And it's a real beard. It's not just stuck on. I pull it. That light... I pull it. It hurts. Ow! Uh, I'm I'm sorry. How? (laughs) Thank you. And then that light... I pull it harder. Oh, shit! It's real! Let him weave his tapestry. Uh, Yes. Uh, And then that light that's surrounding you, Merle Santa, uh, it shoots out of your body and it surrounds your two friends. And when it fades from them, you see their wardrobe has changed too. They're now wearing these green kind of silly outfits (laughs) with jester's hats (laughs) and jingle bells and boots that curl up at the toes. God, I love these live shows. Uh, And with that, the mechanism that Santa was uh, activating... (laughs) I didn't think about this, but Santa, master thief, uh, was activating... He does sneak into houses. That's true. Uh, uh, He was working on at the top of the arch, stops whirring, and as it does, the double doors into the ice keep sweep outward, granting you access to a hallway of rough cobblestones leading downward. Uh, And after traveling down this hall for several hundred feet, the corridor uh, ends at a sheet of thick ice, which, as you approach it, slides upward. I assume there's tiny bells on our shoes? Oh, absolutely. So stealth checks are just out of the question. Okay. Uh, We've been going for about uh, uh, 20, 25 minutes now. In case anybody was stuck in traffic, uh, let me catch you up. We killed Santa, and now my dad is Santa, and we're elves, and we're trying to find a little kid in an ice cave to give him a present. That's pretty much everything. Thank you, Justin. And I I cast a six-level spell, so if if you're keeping track of that... Um, And as you enter the chamber just beyond this sliding ice door, it slides back down, cutting off your exit, bringing us to the second section of the adventure that I'll be honest, I thought we were going to get to just way faster. (laughs) You take a moment to survey this new chamber. It's a cavernous circular room, the exterior wall of which is made of smooth, thick ice. The floor is made of stone, but you can barely see it through the thick carpet of snow that covers this room up to your ankles. Flanking the central diameter of this room are two snow banks that extend 10 feet and raise all the way up to your waist. As you enter the room, you see something just off to your left. Another one of those sliding ice doors is in the process of closing, and for a moment you see three people behind it. Three Aarakocra, to be precise, which is a race of humanoid bird people. Uh, One is burly and carrying an axe with plate armor. One is more slight with two daggers and ragged leather armor. And one is shorter, carrying a staff and wearing a set of black robes. And you see them just for a moment as the door slides shut. You hear their their muffled conversation as they move deeper into the ice keep. And you hear one voice say, Oh, man, looks like we've got company. And, uh, And another voice says, We better hurry. We can't let them get credit for this job. And a third voice says, Don't sweat it, Ray. If they catch up to us, we'll just kill them too. And on the other half of the room that you're in, 
I wanted bird friends, but they sound mean. Yeah, they sound mean. <laughs> Uh, on the other half of this circular room that you're in, you see something uh, else kind of strange. You see the snow start to whip up off the floor, and as it does, they unearth the bones and belongings of fallen adventurers below, and those bones start to rattle and reform themselves into two full standing skeletons. And then the snow surrounds those skeletons, forming these thick, round bodies around them. The loot from those adventurers then lifts up off the ground, and suddenly one of these snowmen is wearing a top hat and has a crude face made of gold coins. While the other oh, has no, a leather... Oh, no, they killed Uncle Pennybags. Uh, while the other has a leather helmet and a carrot for a nose. And after forming, these two snowmen pull spears of ice up out of the ground and emit a chilling roar. Roll for initiative. I got 21. Damn. 18. Wow. Plus? Wait, three. We get pluses? That's two mm. 21s. Okay, I rolled a 14 plus. Plus two, that's a 16. Plus 16. I've been sitting on the edge of my seat this entire time. Yeah. I paid for the whole seat, but only need the <laughs> edge. My, my leather girdle doesn't let me sit back. Uh, first up is actually the gold-faced snowman. I rolled, I got I know, two of you did. Uh, the gold-faced snowman takes their ice spear and raises it up and throws it at uh, Taco. Taco, that is a 18 versus 18. Try again. Disadvantage protection fighter. Okay. Uh, that's a 7. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this ice spear, uh, the, the gold-faced snowman throws it, and it comes within an inch of you. Uh, it... it it's <laughs> You did have to hit him in the head with it as it, yeah. Uh, it I just wanted him to know. This ice spear travels uh, the length of the room and comes just this close to hitting you, but it doesn't. Uh, and next in the order Do I bend, is... like, Matrix? Or yeah, what? it was totally sick. Uh, I did it! <laughs> Taco, Taco, you're actually up next. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm going to melt him, because fuck him, okay. right? Uh, I'm going to cast Wall of Fire. Okay. In a, for, on the two snowmen, like in a line that would hit both of them. Here's what happens. Uh-oh. You conjure this wall of fire, and Oof. as it starts to leave your hands, it seems like it hits the center of the room, and it just stops, and it activates almost like a force field, cutting a line across the center of the room, dividing you three and these two snowmen, and the spell just disappears as it hits this force field. So, mm, okay. Hold on. This is a force field that is... It is the... Imagine a circle. Okay. Imagine the diameter of that circle. Now, what if you could take that circle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, just, just a line across the center of this circle, and... Uh, and the uh, spear went through it. Yeah. I ru- okay, is it my turn? Uh, yeah, actually. All right. Unless, you know what? I'll, I'll bump Taco back in the order. I'll say because of your failed attack, you do get to go again so that you don't get cheated out of your turn. Because I think it actually was um, Okay, my I'm going to cast a different spell that I like very much. Ice Knife is a third level spell. All right. On, are we fighting the birds too? Birds? The bird men, no, obviously. No, the, the birds, the birds are gone. Okay, uh, I'm going to throw a third level Ice Knife at uh, one of the heads of the snowman. There's gold-faced snowman and carrot-faced snowman. Uh, I'm going to go for carrot top. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll it. I, I assume you roll an attack on that one. God, That's I hope it uh, a four. It misses quite badly. 
Uh, it if does... this is so bad, it hits the other one. <laughs> no, it does miss, but it does pass through that barrier. Okay. Uh, Magnus, you're up next. I'm a third chance, Lance. Okay. Uh, Goldface. My favorite Dick Tracy villain. All right. So an 18, oh, 16. All right, you throw it. It hits that barrier in the center of the room and bounces off. Mm. All right, I'm going to try something else okay. with my second attack. Think I about s- what Taco just learned. I know, shut up. Really put it together. Okay, Chance Lance comes back. Follow the clues. I, you had all the clues, you could have saved them. <laughs> it's literally a snowman reference. What if I coat it in the snow... That's what, like dip it in, like pack snow around it and throw it. I want you to stop. Maybe I just no. stick it in the snow for a while and it gets real cold. No, but really stop. Stop it. Now really think about what you just said. Huh? <laughs> I throw a snowball at Goldface. Okay. That is a 12 plus my... Whatever your regular attack modifier is. Plus eight. <laughs> plus a 20. Yeah, that's a good hit on, uh, on Goldface. Uh, roll D10 plus your attack modifier. <laughs> I kept it in the freezer all summer. Uh, nine plus my attack modifier uh, is plus four, so 13. Yeah, you hit him good. Uh, it, uh, it knocks Goldface's uh, hat right off and takes a chunk of head out, too. And Goldface yells real loud at that. Uh, I'm going to dual wield another snowball. Okay. How does that work? Uh, I have, like, I think eight attacks at a time (laughs) I can do. And we're trying to move this show along quickly. If you want to go out and use the toilet, this would be a good Uh, time to do it. That's another 12 plus 8, 20. It's a hit. But that's just, you have to roll twice, right, on a dual wield? Uh, No. Well, this is just the second attack. So uh, 6 plus 4, 10. Yeah. Uh, they are just barely hanging on to life. That one got their middle ball, and now there's, you can actually see some exposed skeleton bones. Ooh, Gross. Grody. You got any more attacks? You're out of no, attacks. I mean, I could. Uh, the next in the order is Merle. Point of order, if you, if you knock Frosty's hat off, he, he stops dancing around, so shouldn't he be dead? <laughs> I could sing the song for you. Frosty the Snowman. No, stop, stop. No, can't. No. Uh, right now, as Griffin is looking at his watch to determine whether or not this fight has already <laughs> taken long enough. No. <laughs> Incorrect. But the gold-faced snowman is, like, almost down. Okay, I cast Sacred Flame at the... No, oh okay, God. but you did... Throw snow! No, stop. No, okay, you stop. Stop. I cast Ice Shard have to say that in character voice. Go ahead. Unless you are in character announcing that out loud. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Merle Matt. casts Thank ice you. shard. Thank you. What's that look like? like a, a big shard of ice. Shard of ice <laughs> and it does 40 damage. Okay, I just looked up ice shard in the book. But there's no spell called Ice Shard. You don't even fucking have a card called Ice Shard. I know that, Travis. Are you cheating our brother at D&D? Frostbolt. I cast Frostbolt at him. That's a fucking World of Warcraft spell. (laughs) I throw a freaking snowball. Awesome. Gee, 
clerics right. have a fourth Boom, level there it goes. spell called and Ice Storm. And it's a freaking six. Ice Storm, that sounds really cool. Ice Storm, doesn't it sound cool? Yeah. But I get to roll What twice. does Ice Storm do, Justin? <laughs> it wouldn't help in this situation, Griffin. It only creates a hail of rock-hard ice pounding to the ground in 20-foot radius, 40-high cylinder on a point within range. So let's assume... That's that what I diff- said. Let's assume that in a different multiverse, our capable dad, Dad 2, cast that. Played by Tommy Lee Jones. The, the DC version of our Marvel dad cast that. Okay, so... That, yeah, so I roll a d20 now. Uh, I cast no. Ice Storm on both of okay. them. Okay, let's all take a beat. Okay. They have to make dexterity saving throws. The gold-faced one rolled a six. That is not going to do it. Okay. Carrot-faced one rolls a 14, which is not going to beat your spell uh, save throw modifier. So roll 2d8 bludgeoning di- damage and 4d6 cold damage. <laughs> or I'll just do that for you wait, in I this gotta, app. Wait, four... One. So that's five. Three. I'm going to say the gold-faced snowman goes down as they are bludgeoned by this snow. Uh, The carrot-faced snowman uh, is also missing some chunks at this point. Uh, That was very impressive, Merle. You're very capable. (laughs) And you reacted so quickly. There was literally just a split second in between the action before and your action. You truly are the most capable member of the team. Carrots. Ho, ho, ho. Okay. Carrot Snowman throws a, their ice lance at Merle, uh, trying to fight back against this hit. That's a 22 versus now AC. Now it's not protection fighter. Uh, that is a 19 versus AC. Merle. I thought he was protecting it's me. It's a tie. It's a tie. It's a tie. I always forget. Is that a hit? Yeah, it's a hit. Oh, thank a hit, you. A hit, a thank hit. you. Oh, my God. If you guys know the rules of D&D that well, this must be very frustrating that is, for you. That I'm is, just now realizing. This did you 20... guys just get really excited when we asked? Like, thank you, it's a hit. Oh, God, I've just been sitting here. That's 20 points of ice damage as you are pierced by this ice lance. And as it hits you, the, uh, the snowman pounds its hand down and another ice lance appears in its hey, hand. Hey, be careful. If you kill him, you're Santa. <laughs> Taco, you're up next. Ah, good. Uh, So who do we have up still? Uh, The carrot-faced snowman. In the interest of moving things along, I'm going to throw a snowball. Okay. At the carrot-faced snowman. Roll really good. Okay, that is a 15. Yeah, that's a hit. Okay, good. Roll a d10 plus your, uh, I guess your... Attack modifier? I don't know what that is. Just your spellcasting modifier. It's a magically delicious snowball. That is a five plus my spellcasting modifier of five. So it's a ten. That's enough to take down the carrot face. Hell yes. Nice job, buddy. As the last skeleton falls, the ice... Who was that who said that to me? Did that I was, hear that, that was voice? me. I was saying, that you're was my buddy. To you, Justin. Okay, thank nice you. Nice job, buddy. Thank you, Dad. Human Dad. My Dad. <laughs> Justin McElroy's Dad, Clinton. 
As the last skeleton falls, the ice door you watched the three Aarakocra pass through earlier slides open, granting you access deeper into the ice keep. We do that. You proceed down another frozen cobblestone tunnel, and as you go further, you hear another noise on top of the constant low crying that's coming from the depths of the ice keep. You actually hear another voice, only this one's panicked and screaming. I like to find these. It's screaming like it's in pain, like I am me, Griffin, right now. Uh, and it's screaming from the chamber just ahead of you. What do you do? I rush in. Yep. Uh, you rush into the chamber at the end of the hall so fast that Justin's hat falls off. And you find it's your hard. hat. It's hard because if I put it on well enough, the people in the balcony don't get what they That's true. for. It's... We'll, go hat, we'll go hat free for act two. Wait, before you rush in, could I cast... That's not how rush-in works. Okay. What do you have to cast? Were you going to cast something helpful? I cast Mass Healing Word on me and Taco. Okay. You all are... Taco has not been hurt. No, but thank you. That puts a spring in my step and some vim in my vigor. Being healed at maximum hit points. Like drinking a rusty Coca-Cola, your healing spell washes over me and gives me the spring of my step. You rush into the chamber at the end of the hall and you find yourself in a small stone-carved room lit by braziers in each corner. Scattered around the floor are toys of enormous proportion. They are huge toys. And almost all of them have been smashed to pieces. You see the remnants of several clockwork soldiers that have been reduced to scraps by some vicious melee attacks. You see several large stuffed animals that have just been eviscerated. Their, their cotton stuffing pouring out onto the floor. And you also see what looks like a, like a jack-in-the-box. Uh, it's smaller than the other toys. It's about one foot tall with a spring-mounted figurine. Uh, and that figurine actually looks like a woman wearing fencing gear. Uh, she's holding a cutlass, and she's bouncing frantically up and down because the box that she's mounted in is aflame, and she seems distressed. I put it out. How? With my... Breath? breath? <laughs> um... What do I have? Just fucking empty your... F- you got a canteen. You bring yeah, it is it pictures. so much that I can't pour a canteen No, it's them? a small toy that's on fire. I put, put a canteen on there. You're surrounded by snow. You dump your canteen out on this now toy. Now he's a problem solver. <laughs> <laughs> you dump your canteen out on this toy, and she breathes a sigh of relief. Are you okay? Of, she assesses the damage uh, done to her, and she says... Uh, what does she sound like? Uh, <laughs> That's a good question, Griffin. I think she sounds a little something like this. Does she, does she say, nobody wants a Charlie in the box? <laughs> we'll do a character voice for that. She I'm done. Says, um, she says, thanks, I'm Bertha. Well, I'm a bladed Bertha. That's what my toy line's called, but yeah. I just go by Bertha for short. short. Well, sorry I said that so weird. I'm real nervous. <laughs> What's, what's your all's handles? We don't have handles. We're human. Uh, you, you can call me Taco or Talk for short. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Big Dog. And I'm Santa Claus. Hey, I heard of you. She says, well, welcome to the Chamber of Misfit Toys. Folks brought us... Folks brought us from all around the world to try to appease the young master here, but it doesn't look like he took to us, does it? No, because you're misfit to it. Maybe they brought good toys. 
I mean, listen, I'm not being a jerk. I'm just saying. She actually sinks back down into the box and the lid slams shut. Uh, listen, Bertha. Can I call you Bertha? No. Bertha, I, I'm an idiot. And yes, I, he is. Merle, could you not? <laughs> Who's Merle? Jesus Christ. Who's G? No, I know him. <laughs> you Bitter, do? You're, Happy you're, birthday! <laughs> expanding the Santa lore pretty significantly right you're now. Bitter enemy, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she, I, Bertha. Bertha, please come back. She, the, the lid opens up and she kind of reluctantly pops up. She says, that's fine. Y'all are kind of mean. Are you here with those super mean ducks that came through here earlier? Nah, fuck a duck. They, they broke most of us and set me on fire. I hope they get what's coming to them. Why would they do that? I have a feeling they will. Uh... She says, hey, y'all want... She starts bouncing up and down on her spring excitedly now. She says, hey, y'all want a duel real quick? And then she... No. Uh, her, th- this light surrounds her, and suddenly, Taco, you're holding a cutlass that matches the one that she has. It's, it's made of sturdy metal, but you can tell that the blade is pretty dull. After all, it's a child's toy. And as it appears in your hand, Bertha's just bouncing around, flailing her cutlass, saying, on guard, you bastard, have at you! So wait, it's a child's toy? Yeah, it's like a fun dueling I fuck out, come on! <laughs> uh, okay, I'll make a melee attack, my first ever, five. Is that good or bad for melee attack? She knocks your attack out of the way and jabs you in the tank. And you're dead! Uh, no, Whoa. it doesn't do any damage. It's a very blunt blade. She kind of laughs and sheathes her blade, and as she does, yours disappears. And she says, so what brings you all to Ice Keep? If you're here to kill the master, then unfortunately I gotta fight you. No, we want to make the master happy right now. Master is sad. How are you gonna do that? I don't know. He's Santa. He's got toys or some shit. He says, uh, uh, Bertha says, so uh, you're gonna give a present to the master? Whew. I'm glad I'm not in your shoes. He's a do you want to come with us? He's a tough nut to crack. He says, she says, uh, uh, I'll tell you what, yeah, why don't you take me with you? I can maybe help you out. My, my master is a frost ogre, and his name's Jimmy. What and is that? Jimmy. Jimmy? Jimmy. Like J-I-M-M-Y? It's his Christian name, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh we're back to Christ again. <laughs> yes, to double check. It's a frost ogre. Jimmy the frost ogre. Honestly, he's really not that bad. He... Just, he doesn't seem to care for toys, though. So keep that in mind if you're trying to think of the right present. Though, if, if, so if I were you, I'd think, uh, rethink giving him a ball and cup or a hula hoop or something. Anyway, you take me with you. Maybe I can help keep Jimmy calm while you're trying to figure out the perfect present. What do you say? And you're a toy, right? I'm a very good toy. Once again, uh, how about, uh, uh, I'll tell you what. Well, I'll trade you your blunt cutlass... For this rapier, so you can actually help us in a fight. Unfortunately, this is the only one I can use, she says. Yeah, and it's probably hands. soldered into her hand, yeah, too. Yeah, unfortunately. And this you have two hands, don't you? Yeah, but it doesn't open. I'm a toy. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not fucking Sephiroth over here. I'm a toy, dude. <laughs> All right, well, come on. You come with me. And I, How big is it? Uh, like, just one foot tall. You can kind of... I pick up the... Yeah, okay. come on. Uh, so another ice door in front of you slides open, revealing a staircase leading upward to Jimmy's chambers. And as you... Jimbers? As, the Jimbers. And as you ascend 
That shrieking cry you've heard this whole time is almost unbearably loud, and it's rattling the walls with to each To be fair, rail. the screaming from, from the room ahead of us? It's not really sc- screaming. But no, no, like no. But you said that there was a screaming. It was her on fire. It was her on fire. Yeah, she was upset about that. Um, <laughs> the air is getting colder as you approach Jimmy's chambers, blowing at you in squalls with each cry. And as you enter... You realize this chamber, Jimmy's main hang zone, is a huge space. Chill zone. Please, Uh, Griffin, chill zone. His chill zone uh, is magically eroded in the center of this glacier. Deep within the frozen walls of this room, you see enormous blue lights just swirling around in the ice, casting uh, refractions of their light into the room. It's a big empty space about 200 feet long and 90 feet wide. And at the opposite end of the room, you see Jimmy. He's a massive blue ogre. He's 25 feet tall at least. But despite his size, there's something undeniably childlike about him. He's wearing these bright green shorts and a red T-shirt that doesn't entirely cover his belly. And that shirt is emblazoned with a candle night's tree. And he's just uncontrollably crying. And these big fat tears are dripping slowly off his face. And each time one hits the floor, a ripple of light spreads out across the room. Polishing, polishing the floor, which you can recognize is just perfectly smooth, a shiny sheet of ice. And Jimmy doesn't notice you enter, nor does he notice the other people in the room, the three Aarakocra who are walking menacingly towards Jimmy, until they hear you enter, at which point they turn towards you. And the big armored one says, looks like they caught up with us after all. And the robed magic user one says, oh, what are we going to do? We're, we're so close. And the, the roguish-looking one says, What did I tell you, Ray? We're going to ice these clowns. I'll tell you Can that. we use fire stuff yet? Yeah. Or, okay, thank you. I, I also, what I want to do... Just say it. Just say something. Just I say wanna anything. Take, I want to take some of my metal thieves' tools... Okay. ...and using some various bits of rope, strap them to the bottom of my shoes, make some ice skates... Okay, so the bad guys look at us, right? And then we're like, guys, quick, something, we gotta think of it. And man, it's like, hold on. (laughs) Gotta lace up. Gotta lace up my magic skates. Quack, quack, quack. As you do that, they uh, kill you. Bladed Bertha begins to glow as she sees what you're doing, Magnus, and you, f- you see her start to glow again. And Taco and Merle, around your boots, something's happening. You realize that two cutlasses have appeared uh, on the bottoms of your shoes, also giving you skates for ice. And the three of you stand up, and before, when you walked into this room, you were losing your footing, but now you're, you're graceful as swans. And you see the, the three Aarakocra. You can now see their legs as they're sort of moving towards you, and they have these webbed duck feet as they are coming closer and closer towards you. But they see that now you're standing, that you've canceled out their evolutionary advantage, standing on your iced skates. And the big Aarakocra, still charging at you, says, What is this witchcraft? And I point at him and say, I'm going to duck you up. <laughs> yeah, that's good enough. We're going to take an admission right there. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Hey, it's Griffin. I told you I'd be back, and here I am. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag. You all have been so supportive of this show over the past few years, and I cannot tell you how much it means to me. Uh, and it's especially important that you help us spread the word during these experimental arcs uh, because we're we're trying some new stuff out, and we think that there's going to be new people that could be potentially into the stuff that we're doing. So we sure do appreciate you spreading the word. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. 
April 25th is Taz. April 24th is my brother, my brother, and me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2 schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Got a couple Jumbotrons here, too. This one is for Nate, and it's from Shannon, who says, surprise! Exactly like that. It is phonetically spelled, surprise! Merry Christmas and happy birthday to you. I know you said you wanted new headphones, but I thought this would be way cooler. My second gift is going to be starting a campaign we can play as a family. But for now, thanks for being my favorite and only brother. I don't tell you this enough, but you're awesome, and I'm proud of you. Love you, bro. It's so nice and so wonderful. And I'm looking at my levels now, and it looks like I totally blew out my audio when I yelled surprise earlier. So my apologies about that. Uh, I have another message here. This one's for Lily, and it's from Megan, who says, Congratulations, Merry Christmas, and early, question mark, happy 10-year anniversary. I love you dearly and hope that this serves as an acceptable entry into this year's How Shit Can We Be at Giving Gifts Within a Reasonable Time Frame. I miss you very much and look forward to being Bad Attitude Thief Twins for at least another 10 years. Love you forever and a day. Is that pot? Isn't that- Wouldn't that just be forever? Aw, oh, damn, now you got me scratching my noodle about this brain teaser. I think that all Jumbo should have brain teasers in there because there's not enough for me to chew on in there. But congratulations on all your, your great stuff there, Lily. Uh, it sounds like you've really got it going on. Um, I don't have a whole lot else to say here, so I'm going to cut this short and let you get back to the rest of the episode. Again, we will be back next week, Thursday, January 4th, with uh, uh, the, the setup episode for the next experimental arc, which we're going to try to keep to just a few episodes. And we're going to be going weekly while we're doing these, which is going to be uh, it's going to be tricky. But I am excited to pick up the pace a little bit and how we're telling these new stories. So uh, Thursday, January 4th, I'll talk to you then. Bye. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every week, we release a medical history podcast called Sawbones. We go over the history of the dumbest, grossest, weirdest stuff humans have been doing to each other since the dawn of mankind. But it's a funny show. But it's also so disgusting and stomach-turning, you won't believe it. But it's also, like, <laughs> funny. It's funny. It is the wildest, grossest, nastiest stuff you can imagine. It's a real hoot. It's called Sawbones, and we release it every week on iTunes, wherever podcasts are sold, and right here on MaximumFun.org. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to use your initiative rolls from the uh, last battle, which means, Taco, you're going first. Just to set the stage, you all are in literally a big hockey rink or ice skating rink, essentially, depending on if you want to go more of a Mighty Ducks or a Yuri on Ice route with this fight. I will support... I love that. Listen, can I tell you why I love this crowd? Mighty Ducks. Silence. (laughs) Yuri on Ice. Yeah! I've never seen a clearer, like, separation of, like, no, not that. Yes, that! 
Uh, so, Taco, you're going first. You all are on ice skates, and the three Aarakocca are on ice skates. One of them's big and armored, one of them's sort of roguish with two daggers, and one of them is a smaller spellcaster. And they're fighting you in a fight. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Wait, j- where'd that hair come from? <laughs> I took off my hat. This is the hair that's underneath it. That's just what Justin looks like. Just, just angle it back a little bit because you do your acting with your eyes, son. That's a good point. <laughs> fucking Justin's on some Harry Styles shit. Um, okay. Who? Just because I'll never get another opportunity to do anything this amazing again. Uh, hey, Bertha. Uh, yeah. Can you make four more blades? I can... I can make as many blades as you need. That's the right answer. I cast Phantom Steed. (laughs) Wait, so you guys know about this? You're... You extend the, uh, the, the, your, your staff and uh, Geralt springs for... Well, you're assuming. Maybe it's a different seed. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. There's my seed. It's Geralt. <laughs> <laughs> Geralt springs forth from your staff, and for a moment he lands on the ice, and his legs just go all over, and he's just like, yo, why did you bring me here? And then Bertha glows, and suddenly Geralt's wearing four ice skates, and is still a little bit Still a horse. So it's still a little bit like, not uh, much better. Okay. Wait, I know how to fix this. Technically, Carol, I think you're cute. So, uh, Rudolph the Red Nose, he thinks I'm cute, and then he can fly. And he's a binocorn. I mean, I don't want to, he's not a horse, he's a binocorn. Actually, the light forms around uh, Merle's Santa suit again, and it actually hits Geralt, and now suddenly Geralt's fur is this dark brown. Uh, his, his long tail extends to sort of a bushy ball, and his uh, two horns are now glowing bright red. And I say, Geralt, with your horns so bright, won't you fight this fight tonight? Okay. When yeah, I, to be fair, he did say, bite this fight. When I, cast, when I cast it, I cast it in the direction of them and hopped on. So I was hoping to just kind of f- tumble Charge into him. Yeah, just sure. Kind of like tumble into him. Roll a, roll a d20 plus your spell casting. That's a 19. Uh, yeah, that's definitely going to hit not the uh, armored one. Actually, that would hit uh, any of them. Who do you want to hit with uh, charging Geralt? Uh, the armored one, the rogue, or the spellcaster? The spellcaster. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is a hit. Go ahead and roll, uh, we'll say 2d10, plus your spellcasting modifier. No oh, one. he found his dice, finally. Thank they you. They were on the drink cart. Don't, yeah, I do. Uh, that's a 7 plus 3, so 10. 10 plus your spellcasting modifier. 15. You're 15. Okay, you uh, pierce into Ray, the uh, magic-wielding duck, uh, and he gets knocked up into the air. Uh, he gets broke- knocked up? <laughs> That's a potent Whoa. spell. Fi- finally, my Tumblr fan fiction is coming to fruition. <laughs> and then Taco said, hey, duck. Uh, What's up, duck? Uh, gets knocked up into the air, and as it gets knocked up into the air, uh, two 
two beams shoot out of Geralt's horns and blast it also in the air uh, for another nine points of damage. Whoa! As these two heat rays shoot out of Geralt's bright red horns. And uh, Geralt says, ho, 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 now I have two horns. Because Die Hard? Everyone gets one of those, yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> the magic- still, not, still not a Christmas movie, but it's fun. Oh, we know? can't fucking do this on a stage in front it of It is people. a Christmas movie. Hey, hey fuck you, it's not a Christmas movie. Okay, wait, wait. All right, Griffin, please. Is Batman Returns a 30 Christmas seconds. movie? 30 seconds, just 30 seconds, okay? It's, okay. It's, okay. It's, okay, go ahead. It's, you're not, if you're not timing it, then it's not, it's, it's not a Christmas movie. It's set at Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie. Like, lots of movies. No, it's not. It's not thematically related to Christmas. No. It's just set at Christmas. It could happen on Arbor Day. And Christmas Time. is not thematic. Time. Please. End of discussion. Okay, good. Next in the order. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Fucking, actually. Come on. Magnus, and it's up. also a Halloween movie. Okay. Wow. That was the last diversion. I'm going to charge the cake eater. There's a curse. I'm going to charge the cake eater. I don't know what that means. The cake eater is it's the big beefy one. Okay. You told me I can make Mighty Ducks references. <laughs> okay. That was a Then deep you one. would say I'm going to charge the Bash brother because he is the no, one. No, 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 no. Cake eater was the handsome boy. He was no, the matchbox. But he was the, no, I no, no. literally said that was the last divergence. And that. But that doesn't make it true. Yeah, cake eater was the Matchbox 20 looking motherfucker. It wasn't the big burly one. He was nine. Who did he look like? It was, was there a nine-year-old in Matchbox 20? It was Joshua Jackson who looks like Rob Thomas. No, Joshua Jackson was the main a one. Black was fog, the leader of the, a black fog spreads throughout the ice okay. rink, and it's a curse. And the curse is this. <laughs> the next time you all get off topic while playing Dungeons & Dragons, your character will befall a terrible fate. <laughs> I'm... I'm not joking. <laughs> okay. With an unarmed charge. No, no, no. Phantom fist charge. Phantom okay. fist charge. Hell yes. Hell indeed. yeah. Audience member. I, am, I rolled a 15 plus uh, 8. Yes, that's a hit on the armored duck. And that's 1d4. You're just punching them? Hold, with a push. Okay. You're checking them to use. It's only one, so that's uh, five points of damage. Great. Ho, there. ho, ho. I have two attacks. Okay, so that's Travis's. <laughs> Thank you. And then I'm going to throw Chance Lance at them as they stumble back. Okay. That's a 16 plus 8, 24. That's definitely a hit. Oh, excuse me. No, it's a hit. It's a 25. Oh, it's a, it's a super hit. So it's a hit. Yeah. <laughs> And then that's 1d10. Oh, that's a 1. No. Plus, plus 5, 6. Okay. So Fair that's ch- 11. And then both Ray and the Armored Duck are looking kind of not great. And I'm going to use my action surge to attack again. With what? Uh, the Raging Flaming Poisoning Sword of Doom. You want to tell your story now? I do. So I have a really re- incredibly beautiful uh, hand. Well, you don't have it yet. No, here's the thing. Please do not expect Travis to lift it up no. from under the table. A shipping company who shall remain nameless 
failed to get. I said, but it's not FedEx and it's, but not, it's not America. It's not FedEx and it's not United States Postal Service. <laughs> fucked up real bad, so it's not here. But I if you want- live in Kentucky, know that the flaming, raging, poisoning sort of doom is here burning you there. It's treasure hidden in a UPS dungeon. But I do. I- you shout the name. name! They fucking no, know who it is. No, that's short for Upsy. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Lauren and Grant, who fucking worked their asses off to try to get it here, including flying from L.A. to Seattle to try to physically go to the place yeah. and bring it, only to find out it wasn't there. Grant, Grant of Mythbusters fame, yes. also of being a super solid dude fame. Yeah, Grant like, Mahara apparently... The best. The best. Thank you to both also, of you. But also, Lauren, Lauren, who made the sword, is the best. Um, and then I'm going to attack with a raging flame. Okay. Well, that's a five, but plus a nine. That's a hit. I've decided. <laughs> hey, thanks. On the armored um, duck? Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, are you sure that's who it's attacking? Because that might not hit the armored duck. I'm going to hit the rogue one. Hey, it's a hit. <laughs> And I believe that's this plus a bunch. I don't have that one. That's a six plus five, 11, plus like what, 42? <laughs> it's plus 20. Thank you, Commissioner. 20. So that'll be 31. Okay. Uh, the armored duck, or the uh, rogue duck, is now looking very bad. And I'm going to, you because have I to have another attack. I only get to do this. Yeah, but you do it over and over and over. I don't do anything. That okay. was the one. <laughs> that was the one. I think about attacking, but then I remember a time someone made fun of me when I was a child. Is there any flavor to your attacks, or are you just sort of on ice skates flailing a big sword around? Griffin? I want that flavor. I am skating... Like, uh, I don't know, what's a really good skating animal? All right, we're moving on. A penguin, like a penguin. Okay. Like a Snoopy. I'm skating. That's the thing. You look at me and go, oh, he's so great. Oh, he sliced that guy. But you don't see the attack coming because surprisingly. So lovely. Magnus is fucking graceful on the Yeah, ice. sure. Uh, next. Like. In- <laughs> <laughs> next in the order is Ray, the magic duck who's not looking very good. Uh, what a weird sentence. Ray, the magic duck. Uh, uh, they lift, Beloved Christmas character lifts their uh, their staff into the air and casts haste uh, on the rogue. Until the spell ends, the target's speed is doubled. It gains a plus two to AC and it has advantage on dexterity saving throw. And it gains an additional action on each of its turns. So you see this light surround the the leather armor clad duck with the two knives, and suddenly they are skating like a bullet all around the rink, doing laps and beautiful jumps. Pirouettes, axles, what stuff. No, 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 let him keep going. A toe loop. <laughs> We're not leaving anything else for the rest of yeah. us. Yeah, uh, and they are actually up next, and they are going to come after, let's see, who attacked the rogue duck? It was Magnus, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, they're going to come at you, and they are going to take two attacks with these big gnarly knives. One is a critical hit. Oh. Uh, and one is a 17 versus AC. Wait, what is that? 17? No, it's a miss. Okay. Yeah. The critical hit's going to be... I know, I was checking... Hold on. I was checking my list of things I could do. I'm not just like on Twitter. 
<laughs> hey guys, so playing D D. What are you guys doing? The crit is thirty six points of damage. Wait, he critted on me? Yes. Uh, next in the order is Merle, Santa. Oh. Is, right. Are there any truths that they possess that we need to extract <laughs> from them? Merle uh, does a Hamel camel. What's that? That's something Dorothy Hamel used to do. I, I don't know. She spun around and carried water on her back. I don't know exactly what it was. <laughs> sure. And stay with me. Give me a second. Give me oh, the fuck. Damn, that's the most like. That's very thing. ominous. Be careful, the black fall. He. He casts Planar Ally and summons, wait, 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 and summons Gundren with the Phoenix Fire Gauntlet. Right now, people at home, the silence you hear is me, Justin, and Griffin wondering if it's either a fuck you or that's the most competent thing our father has ever done in his whole life. Okay. All right, here's what I I obviously failed as a parent. No, no. Well, yeah. Yikes. Your sons play DMD for a living. Get your shit together, Dad. Definitely. It's definitely the first one because he's dead. No, 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 no. no, Took the gauntlet from him. Here's what I'll do with this. Okay. But I'll need a. I'll need a. I'll need a. A roll. And now we're just playing fucking Calvin Ball, folks. Because we're on a time limit. Not yet. Because I want to explain what it, what it is, what I'm envisioning for this scene. Okay. Interior day. <laughs> Smash cut! <laughs> I think you cast this spell, and you specifically pull him from the moment of old Fandolin's destruction for, for like a tenth of a second. For like a tenth of a second, you just see this flash, and suddenly in front of you, the smooth ice that you're on turns to that smooth black glass of Fandolin, and it's just like, it's just like that quick, but there is fire fucking everywhere in that second, and you catch the three birds in the flame. But I want the, the like strength of the projection is going to be based on your okay. D20 roll plus spellcasting modifier. And right. if it's shitty, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Well, if it's shitty, I'll just lie. No, you won't. By the way, folks, this scene is a... It can be seen in the forthcoming graphic novel... Spoiler alert. ...from first second. <laughs> yeah, go to theadventurezonecomic.com and get our graphic novel. Theadventurezonecomic.com. Roll that shit. Here we go. Bad. Four. Not bad. What's Fourteen. What did he say? Four? Teen. Oh, Teen. Plus my... Spellcasting modifier. What, plus five. Minus five, you can borrow it. Nineteen. Nineteen! Uh, yeah. That's a number. And now... No, wait a minute. It's actually plus eight. Plus eight. So it's twenty-two. <laughs> so fuck off. <laughs> Docs. Uh, okay, with a twenty-two, you, uh... Wait, the... hold on, hold on. No, I don't like no, that. Say it, say it, say it. No, now I have 22 
Now I have 22 attacks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, now everybody's used them up and we're done. Uh... The... What was that, by the way? What was Die that? Hard. Oh, Die Hard. Well, oh, the Black Fog. Be careful. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the rogue duck with the haste speed dodges out of the way of the column of fire, uh, but the armored duck and magic duck are both caught up in it. Uh, with that, the magic duck is incinerated. In that <laughs> oh, flash shit. And is gone. Crispy duck. The armored duck. The armored duck is looking. Yeah, was, hold on. No, Wait it was good. It was good. Crispy duck. That was really good. The armored duck is looking like a, a stiff wind could probably knock them over, and the rogue duck, uh, who is still kind of bad off, got out of the way. So now it's just the two. Uh, and then just as quickly as that, they're gone, and another teardrop falls out of the ogre's uh, eye, and as it hits the ground, the 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 ice that was sort of melted by the fire is zambonied back into shape. <laughs> Taco. Um, okay. I, uh, Still on Geral, yeah. beautiful steed. Uh, I'm on Geral, my beautiful steed, and I race towards them. Okay. And I raise the Umbra Staff, and I say, Bad news, idiots. I know how the podcast ends, and we can't die. <laughs> this, and I this, cast just to set it up. The poem did establish that this takes place after everything else that's happened in the. Oh, yeah, really? It know. takes place after. Spoiler alert! No, wait, don't do it because. <laughs> okay, cast, no, Trevin, Justin's right. Okay, I take it. I back. cast delayed blast fireball. What? We all fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> A beam of yellow light flashes uh, from my hand, and I. Get I'm glad you said hand. Yeah. Um, the bead blossoms with a low roar into an explosion of flame that spreads around corners. Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on an explosion of flame uh, must make a dexterity saving throw. If it, you don't save, it goes bad. Um, and uh, you're going to... We'll see. We'll just do this dexterity <laughs> okay. saving throw now. Uh, so the, uh, has, the, the hastened rogue duck has advantage on dexterity saving throws. I just want to confirm, though, that we're far enough away from Jimmy that this is not going oh, to Oh, no, time. Jimmy's still very, very far away. Thank you. Uh, the magic duck rolled a five. Oh, the magic duck's dead. Armored duck rolled a five. And rogue duck got a critical miss. And a 21 versus ace, or whatever the... It's a dexterity saving throw. Yes, against your spellcasting save. Which is 18. Yeah. You guys should roll. It's a four. Merle, roll that d20. You are saving the delayed... I need to start rolling my d6 now, because if I don't start now, I won't be done. Here, we'll do this. We'll just roll, roll the d6 once and multiply by the number of dice. Well, that's not how numbers okay, work. Okay, then start rolling it. Don't you have a computer program that can yeah, roll? Yeah, sure. Okay, it's 12 d6. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use Perry. Which one of the ducks is that? I think since we're so good on our skates, we should get advantage on that roll, Griffin. Okay. No. Uh, Merle, what you do you get? You did say okay first. Merle, what do you get? I rolled a 19. Okay. Hell yeah, dude. Merle saves. 
you see Merle leaping gracefully from the explosion as both of the armored folks are caught up and hit for oh, 36 points of fire Oh, damage. no, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, that is enough to also incinerate the armored duck, leaving just the rogue duck. I'm not a 41. I'm doing fine. 41. That's still better than most of you have. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait, hold on. I should roll mine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you don't hit yourself. I don't think I'd hit myself, would I? No, probably not. That no, I sense. think, I mean, you're aiming it. Aiming it. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to exactly you. Exactly 21 feet away, for sure. <laughs> for and sure, got, for sure, for sure. And you got that spell shaping thing, too, right? Absolutely. Thank you, Clinton. Yes, spell yeah. shaping. So important. Next All right. Up is the is me. rogue. It is. Uh oh. You're going to hurt him. I am going to aim Chance Lance. They're at, going very fast. At the rogue. Okay. And then I'm going to aim about two feet in front of him. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Oh. Take advantage on that because you're leading your target. Yeah, okay. That was a 23. Yep, that'll do it. Duck hunt, baby. <laughs> Roll your damage. An eight plus five, thirteen. Here was here's the scene. That rogue duck jumps out of the way of Taco's explosion and then turns onto heels and does that cool thing where the ice shoots up and then just started using its haste to sprint towards Jimmy. And as it was going, you calculated using we see the fucking arithmetic fall <laughs> spread out of Magnus's brain and you throw the lance and oh wait, now we have another great line. Take a gander at that. Okay. <laughs> We're even, right? We're yeah, you're even. even. Uh, the duck was very, very far away as you threw Chance Lance at it. I, so, and I mumbled that line. <laughs> and you just kind of see it far away. Its tiny form just kind of fall over dead. And you have solved my duck puzzle. Yeah! Uh, and with that, as the last of the Aarakocra go down, uh, finally Jimmy in the back of the room sees all the combat from afar, and he seems really upset that there's all this fighting happening in his bedroom, essentially, and tears are just streaming off his face, sending these constant ripples across the surface of the ice. And the wailing is so loud now that the, sur- the, the, the room is shaking. And above you, you hear the ice start to crack in these deep booms. It's so going to be okay. You don't have long to... Please don't fucking disarm the <laughs> drama and tension of the situation. Jimmy sees the three of you skate towards him with, uh, with Bertha bouncing uh, as Magnus, I guess, has it strapped to your back on my shoulder like a, like a Yoda style no. um, and Jimmy looks down and looks at the three of you and Jimmy says Santa is that my pebbles <laughs> is that really you hello Jimmy Santa why haven't you I'm Johnny Cash <laughs> hello Jimmy he says love is a burning thing that was really good. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Jimmy says, Why haven't you visited me? I've been a really good boy. Oh my Santa God. 
podcast's zone of truth. <laughs> Have you been a good boy? Let's find out. It's a 12. Everybody else rolled two. We're doing this fucking thing. That's a three. All right. Okay. And- yes, Jimmy. I am Santa Claus. That wasn't the question. <laughs> the question yes, is, it was. No, the question is, why didn't you bring me anything? Why didn't you bring like, me any presents, yeah, Santa. Santa? Well, Jimmy, I tried to get in, but your fucking door was locked. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have a chimbley. It's true, I live in an iceberg. I thought that was it. No, um, Jimmy, Santa has always loved you. Great. No, Wait, you... hold on, you're in zone of truth. Santa, Santa did has... say in his list he was afraid of this place. But he, you can love things and be afraid of them, son. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I know what it means. Jimmy says... <laughs> Jimmy says, uh, well, did you bring me a present? Well, Jimmy, I can give you a present, but I need to know what would make you happier than anything in the I'm whole world. I'm a little world. kid. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Fuck just, off. I don't know what... I don't know. I haven't been happy in a while. I'm just so lonely down here. Oh. Jimmy... Maybe true happiness lies within. Maybe... Go with me here. Go with me. Jimmy, maybe true happiness is not something you find wrapped up in a gift. No, come here. Fuck that. Come here. Okay. You're taking so long. I can read. I can give you anything. Push on. How would you like a friend? A real friend? A real friend. A little boy just like you. (laughs) And I open the bag. And a little hand reaches out with a magnifying glass in it. And he says, Happy Hanukkah, sirs! Uh, Angus McDonald appears from the bag, I guess, and uh, immediately starts slipping on the ice, immediately starts shivering, extremely cold. He's in his pajamas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And he says, uh, what's going on? Where am I? I'm so cold. Everything's cold. I give him the feather cuirass and say, fucking suck it up. <laughs> Get your shit together, kid. And uh, Jimmy looks at Angus and says, Hello, do you want to be my friend? And Angus looks around the room at the 
the fact that he's in the middle of a glacier, in the middle of a dungeon, and sees you three with battle wounds and three dead ducks on the floor and the 25-foot ogre standing in front of him. And we see the arithmetic form around Angus's brain as he says, Yes. <laughs> It, it, if I may, can Magnus lean in and whisper to Angus? I guess. Pen pals. Pen <laughs> <Ben> pals. <laughs> Excuse me, new friend, do you own a pen? And uh, Jimmy says, no, I don't. There's plenty of feathers and quills around. And sure enough, Jimmy reaches down and plucks one of the feathers off of the dead duck in front and of him. Dips it in their blood. <laughs> <laughs> and you see Jimmy and Angus talking, and Jimmy realizes. What's your AOL AIM? <laughs> they, they trade screen uh, usernames, and with this, Jimmy stops crying and he cheers. And as he cheers, the iceberg around you just explodes. And the ice goes flying outwards, and suddenly all of you are standing out in the snow fields in the hills beyond Fandolin again. And as you are standing there, you realize that the raging snowstorm has finally eased up. The clouds above have thinned, letting strands of bright moonlight pierce through, illuminating these slow, fluffy flakes floating lazily through the air. (laughs) With soft and lovely light. Over the hills, you can hear cheering as folks celebrate the quieting of the cry from the ice cream. And then in the quiet of this gentle snow, you can hear those cheering voices start singing carols as they realize. (laughs) We don't rehearse this stuff, folks. No, we just all happen to share the same brain. Yeah. They are yeah, one quarter of the yeah, each. Believe it or not, we don't rehearse. <laughs> as hard as that must be for you to believe in this <laughs> the exact people, moment. The people of Fandolin are singing carols as they realize in unison that Candle Nights is saved. And it didn't come in boxes. I actually have a poem to okay. walk us out. Oh. Wait. Before we read the poem, should we say thank you to everybody? I mean, we can do it after the poem, too. It's nah, up to let's you. do it now. It's your thank writing. you, everybody, for coming. Uh, yes, thank you, Tacoma and Seattle, by extension, because I know a lot of you came up. No, you know what? Fuck Seattle. No, stop. We're going to be there Fuck all weekend. Seattle. We will be is there all weekend, Travis does not mean. Uh, thank you to the Pantages. This place is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? No, stop. <laughs> Fuck this place. Uh, thank you to Sam for helping us yeah. out. Thank you to uh, CAA, CAA for yeah. helping us get this show together. Thank and you to Somerset Sows for building two-thirds and, of the costumes. And the yeah. cut sew for my costume. Uh, uh, thank you to and Lauren this- and Grant. Sword didn't make it, but... Lauren is posting uh, pictures of the sword to uh, their Twitter. Oh, come to PodCon if you want tomorrow yeah. if you don't have tickets. PodCon.com. Um, you can get in-person tickets still or do remote attendance if you can't make it down. PodCon.com. Yeah, they're streaming literally it. here. Yeah. Yeah, but they're 45 minutes away. I don't want to drive 45 We're going to be minutes. doing a the, the Adventure Zone Zone where we're going to be talking about stuff and a live Movin' Bam and some other panels that we're all on. Okay. And, and sincerely, thank you so much. You yes, this is so always fun. the most fun shit ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Y'all are grand.
But I do have a poem. Okay, read your poem. Poem. And so did the wailing from down in Ice Keep give way to sweet silence, not even a peep from the ogre, sweet Jimmy, enormous and blue, whose visit from Santa left his spirits renewed. And so our dear heroes, with a job so well done, did abscond to Newfoundland for some holiday fun and told townsfolk their story of a candle night saved while back in the bathroom, dear Merle did shave. It just wasn't his style, a beard bushy and white. Oh, and happy candle nights to all and to all a good night. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, Max Fun listeners. It's Jesse, the founder of MaximumFun.org. I have some pretty incredible holiday news for you. So, you remember last year's Max Fun Drive? We offered pins for all of our shows to folks who donated. And we agreed to donate all of the net revenue from the pins to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. Well, I, just yesterday, had the chance to hand a giant check to a representative from the food bank. And you're not going to believe how much money you gave to give needy families food. Over $100,000. $100,365, to be specific. That means nearly half a million meals for families who need food this year. I'm really proud of every single Maximum Fund donor who made this possible. It's a remarkable achievement, a beautiful thing. It completely obliterated my idea and expectation of what we might be able to do this year. So, as you head into 2018, please be proud of what this amazing community did for hungry families in the Los Angeles area where MaxFun is based. If you'd like to keep the love rolling, go to lafoodbank.org slash maximumfun. That's lafoodbank.org slash maximumfun, and you can make a tax-deductible donation there. Every dollar that you give means four meals for needy families. Thanks to all of you who support everything that we do, and thanks for your incredible contribution to folks who need it here in our hometown. 